Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. This is episode 24. This is going to be the Kobe... The Mamba episode. I'm Antonio Perez, joined by my co-host Daniel Cole, and we have a guest today, Chris. It's good to have you on, man. We had to bring on a Lakers fan for this episode. We talked last week on FN Sports with Parker. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. You know, obviously we're going to talk some Lakers as much as it hurts me, but we're also going to be talking about Kobe. Uh, it's going to be a good episode. Uh, before we start, Chris, how you how you doing this morning? Uh, pretty good, man. It's a it's a good hump day. Uh, I'm happy about that. Uh, can't be mad about, about a good hump day. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm in Dallas. It's not too not too bad weather wise. So I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I've been waiting for this episode all week. Danny, how are you doing today? It's great. I mean, are you a Cowboys fan too out in Dallas? No, no, no. So I That's moved good. to That's Dallas. Uh, I moved to Dallas five years ago. Now I'm originally from Chicago, but I'm also not a Bears fan either, or Bulls fan, or Cubs or White Sox fan. So I don't have any any fandom from home. That's good to know. Well, that's good to hear because I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of every Philadelphia team besides the Sixers. Okay. And I come to that conclusion oddly because of Paul Pierce. Of all people, oh. he is just my guy. Um, oh. I know it's very, very random, but that, that's my guy for sure. The Paul's the truth, though, so you're good. Yeah, I mean, he, he they forget how cold he was, man. They, I mean, he wasn't he like, was, wasn't like he was, he was no Mamba, but don't get it twisted. Yeah, he was he the, the truth, truth. except yeah. when he told the said the Celtics were going to beat the Bucks after they went up two zero. They went up one zero. They went up one zero, and he said it was over. That was rough. But, yeah, talking about the Lakers currently as constructed, um, the talks of a Russ and Kyrie trade have gone down. But I don't think that really counts the Lakers out yet. I think Darvin Ham is going to – he was second in line to get the Celtics coaching job to Ime Udoka. So I think that's a that's a good culture plug there. Obviously, you have LeBron who – obviously, he doesn't like losing as much as anybody else in the history of the game. I think a healthy AD is still the best – he could be the best big man in basketball. I think Jokic and Embiid have really stepped into their primes right now. But AD could be right there with them when healthy. And I think Westbrook still has potential there in that offense if he's willing to just play a role. Chris, yeah, obviously you probably watched him much more than I am. But, like, could you see a world where the Lakers can get 55-plus wins if Westbrook simply maybe took on just a, the the main playmaking roles? Or just simply just try to not take as many shots as usual, like he did in Houston. Yeah, I, honestly, uh, I expect them to to get fifty five plus wins, and it's it's a couple reasons why. 
Um, outside of me being like a big Russ fan, like I've watched Russ for a long time. I think last year was just a show of kind of Frank Vogel putting him in a space to make too many decisions, if that makes sense. I think Darvin Ham will put him in a spot to where he either has one or two decisions. Either you make the pass or you make the layup. And I think last year was a lot of Russ is our point guard, so we put him in the space to do point guard things. That's why you got a lot of bad jumpers. You got a lot of drives to the lane, throw it out of bounds type of plays. And, I mean, Russ has done that over his career. But I think since his athleticism was kind of going down a little bit, he was able to make those plays out of just being more athletic than everybody else. So I think Darvin Ham will kind of get him to kind of, you know, kind of realize that it's like he's older now. He's 33, I want to say. And so it's like he got to, you know, kind of adjust his game. But I see him putting him in spaces to where they can play faster. That's one thing Darvin Ham said all year. I mean, all since he's been, you know, announced the coach, they want to play faster. And I think that'll work in Russ's advantage because at the end of the day, if there's one person who can make a, a good bad play, it's him. Like if he can make a play to a drop off to a big man or a kick mm-hmm. to a corner for something like that, Russ Westbrook's the guy. So I think it'll it'll be a lot better. And what you say at the top of the show, Andy Davis being healthy is really the key, honestly and truly. Because at the end of the day, he's gonna make the defense better. He's gonna help a lot of bailouts. He'll get a lot of tip-ins. He'll do a lot of the small things that don't really always show up on the stat sheet, but he'll be the guy that's there. And I think they can just get through the regular season and stay away from the playing term. I think they got a good chance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, drawing comparison between Russ and Ja, Tone really says this a lot. He says that Ja needs to buy into the system. And I think if Russ buys into the Lakers' new system, then they'll really see a lot of new just like opportunity to even win 60 games. If you have LeBron James on your team, I mean, any anything is possible. I, since he got to the Lakers, I was a type of LeBron guy to be like, oh, he doesn't have to prove anything. Like he's arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, but I've also come to the point where I'm like, I, if LeBron is just going to keep playing at this elite level, I have to hold him to certain standards. I, I, don't, I get it. It's unfair. He's like 37, going to be 38. He's about to be in season 20. But if you keep playing at this level, keep playing like arguably a top five player in the world, arguably best player in the world, then you just have to uphold to these standards. And, and that's kind of unfair for him because he's been doing it for a long time. But I mean, AD is still all NBA level. Uh, Russell Westbrook is more than a serviceable point guard. He is easily one of the 15 best point guards in the league still, despite his horrid season. Um, But outside of the star power, there is a lot of questions on the Lakers. Uh, There's not a lot of depth. Um, From what I've heard is that Kendrick Nunn um, was a huge piece before he got hurt. Austin Reeves is going to have to take a, a, honestly, he's going to take a Duncan Robinson level jump to be a quite the role player for them. Are there any like couple role players uh, for the Lakers that you do like? I heard that some people like Stanley Johnson. A lot of people like Malik Monk before we go. I like the Lonnie Walker signing, which what are like three, three or four role players that you think could really step up this year and help contribute to the depth of the Lakers. Scotty Pippen Jr. Yeah. I I think, I think if he gets some run, I think he'll be pretty good. But the three I'd say, um, but Thomas Bryant, for one, I think he's like my favorite. We talked about that oh, on our belly up a little bit, uh, Tony. So I like Thomas Bryant a lot. I like Lonnie Walker sign a lot. And I think Kendrick Nunn will be a big piece, too. And I kind of want to throw THT in there only because I feel like – and I've seen this on Twitter, but it's something I've been thinking as well. Like, THT's been in every trade talk for three years now. 
I mean, at the end of the day, if you have a, a chance to prove yourself, this would be that year, you know, to really mm-hmm. show that you shouldn't be traded or at the very least get your trade value up so you can get something for you type of thing. But I think those three will be will be my guys. I want to see Lonnie Walker in the Malik Monk type role. I think he can fill that role pretty well, like a, a athlete who can, you know, shoot the ball enough. And I think people kind of got down to shooting a lot. But I mean, he didn't shoot a lot of good shots last year. I mean, the Spurs weren't a great team, but I mean, they just the spacing wasn't great. So I think he'll have more open shots. I want to see how Lonnie Walker does. Thomas Bryant clearly signed for Lakers to prove something. And I love Thomas Bryant as a player anyway. The injury he brings, how hard he plays. And that's something that you need throughout the 82 games of regular season. When you have LeBron being 38, when you have AD, you know, going to sit some games here and there, Russ being older, you need that energy at all times. I think Thomas Bryant will bring that. And I think Kendrick Nunn will be really, really good too. I think he would have been good before he got hurt. Um, just to be a change of pace guard, he could still go score it off the – off the um off the dribble on his own. You kinda of put LeBron in that point four role again. I think it gives a lot of a lot of flexibility to the team. So I want to see those three guys and I am really excited to see them play. One guy that you haven't mentioned, second round pick Max Christie. How do you feel about him? I really think he can be that spot up Danny Green level player on a championship color team. Honestly and truly I like Cole Swider more than Max Christie. Really? Um wow. the second rounder. Yeah we do. Only because he's like He's six seven. He can really, really shoot. I think Matt Christie's more of a three and D guy, but I think he can shoot exactly. it enough. He can shoot it enough, but I like Cole Swider a lot. But I think Matt Christie, as he gets you know acclimated to just the size of the players in the NBA, I think that's what I've seen him in some leagues. I've watched all Lakers games, of course, really, really closely just to see like what young guys we have. And I think the only thing about Matt Christie is got to realize that he is kind of bony, like just a little frail for for what the NBA is right now, like how, how Scottie Pippen Jr. does, how you kind of spoke about him before. Scotty Pippen Jr. has figured out how to make the plays, how to get into the lane, how to, you know, use his small frame to his advantage. And I think once Max Christie does that, has a little bit of time in the G League to kind of figure that out, I think he'll be be really, really good. But I really like Cole Swider now that you mentioned the, the Summer League guys. I, I think he's a guy that at the least he can shoot it at an NBA level. And on the team with LeBron James, I've seen players like Anthony Parker, Booby Gibson. I've seen players make contracts off of just being able to make open shots. So I think Cole Swider could be one of those type of guys for sure. Yeah, for sure. What this shows me, what this shows me is that the for the longest time, the Lakers have been the like the Lakers are probably some of the greatest drafters of all time. You got Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, they didn't draft Kobe Bryant, but they traded for him right after. Mm. Um, and all these guys were mentioned: Summerlee, Scottie Pippen Jr. Um, but their their player development is harsh because the stars want to come to LA, whether that's Rob Plinka's fault or not. Um, and players want to win championships; you don't go there to rebuild. So I don't even know how good their player player development actually is. Like you never really get to know. Now, let's say LeBron didn't go to LA, I I would I would bank Lonzo still being there. He was a ten yeah. six and six guy his rookie year. Everyone, I mean, everyone's saying that's a bad rookie year, but I. He only averaged 14, 6, and 6 at, uh, at UCLA. So that's what I fully expected. Kyle Guzman's getting 18 a game. That's exactly what you, what you want to see at a late first-round pick. They they had the pieces, um, but you win a championship with it, and that's really all you need to solidify your win in a trade. Um, but the point of this is, this is they're not going to have a first-round pick till 2027. It's 2022 now. Le- this could be LeBron's last year on the Lakers considering Bronny might be able to be draft eligible. And if he's not, he always talks about how maybe I'll be back in Cleveland. So let's say this is last season, 2023. 
So from 24, 25, 26, three years without a first round pick. Would you rather just tank those years or would you rather tank those years, try to be competitive or in that tank, would are you willing to trade Anthony Davis, try to get some of those picks back if he's worth anything, if LeBron's leaving? Um, I think... To, to be honest and truly with you, um, I think you I think you try your best to move Anthony Davis at that point if LeBron's leaving. Because, I mean, Russ will be up. He'll just be the last guy. And even though I love AD, like I said, I'm from Chicago. He's, he's one of the guys that I really do support. He's probably going to be your best assets you can get things from, similar to what the, the Jazz are doing with Gobert and Mitchell. Like, you have to get something for him if you're going to try to move forward. So I think that probably be your, your play. And I think it will be a lot of teams at that point that will be looking for Anthony Davis, a two-way game changer at the end of the day and you being a Lakers you can finesse a lot of a lot of value out of that player right there mm-hmm. so I feel like that probably be the, the best play to do uh, especially if you have if he's your last star there because even though I love Anthony Davis it's just the facts are the facts you can't really depend on him to be healthy all the time and I mean if you can have a team that's going to take a chance and then give you a, a big return I feel like you got to take that especially if you're the Lakers because in the, the day you get a big return you get a free agency splash you can make a big trade now you're back to having two or three stars you know it doesn't take much for lakers to, to really get back to what they want to be so that's probably the route i take one question i have for you if the lakers come out underperform again at the deadline looks like they're not even going to make the play in again do you trade ad at this deadline uh i feel like it's, it's got to look at what Le- you got to kind of gauge what lebron's going to do because i feel like if you think lebron's going to resign with you after the year that's why you got to keep Anthony Davis. But if you feel like you're a little up in the air with it, and if as an organization from that standpoint, you might have to think about it. But I mean, at the end of the day, what what do you even ask for it back? You know, I mean, yeah, like, it's what, like it's a KD, it's like the KD it? rule. So uh, and at that point, especially with you, might even look and say, I could trade LeBron. If you're really thinking you're not going to make the play in, LeBron James will never be would never be traded yeah, in his yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unless he asks for it, too. you yeah, can't trade LeBron James. The only way to be looked at is the. You do have to be looked at as the most horrendous and stupid organization ever if you traded LeBron James, one of the two or three best basketball players um, of all time. And looking back on it, the history books would just make you look make you look dumb. I remember that was a that was actually a topic of discussion a couple of years ago, and I was just like, "What are we talking yeah. about? The dude's averaging twenty eight seven and seven at like thirty five years old." Oh, yeah, what the hell we talking about? It's insane. I think that's no. I, th- I think it'd be. I think that would be like the craziest thing I've ever seen if a, a LeBron trade room even came up. Because it's like, even even at thirty eight, what do you get back? Because I mean, you have you have the discussions with KD being thirty four, and what do you get back for him? Like LeBron's four years older, but he's even playing. He's playing at a, you can say arguably Equal a higher level than Kevin Durant yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what do you even get back? So I think. So now to answer your question, I think you probably keep AD just to see. Because, I mean, seasons can turn around. You know, you, you can see what can happen. I mean, all you have to do is get LeBron into the play-in or playoffs and you have a chance to to go as far as you can, in, in my opinion. Like I said, I, I have a bias, of course. It's my guy. But at the end of the day, I think I think you just got to try it. And, I mean, if LeBron's gone and when Russ has gone off the books, then if you move AD, you're really starting with a clean slate. So I feel like then you kind of wait until that time until you can really start all the way over, you know. That's the, that's the THT era. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Goodness. No. Yeah. Yeah. It is a THT. <laughs> and then you'll see exactly how, how good he really is. I mean, I I like THT. And THT, another Chicago kid. I like him. He went to Simeon too. I watched him from high school up. He was really, really good. And I think he's good for what type of player he is. But I think that stretch he had of that ten, twelve games, I think it kind of put 
his real value and how good he was out of perspective a little bit. He's playing out of his mind. I think he's a really good role player on a good team. He can even be a starter on a good team. But to be like the trade piece to get a big guy, I don't think he's there yet. But, or he just hasn't proven it yet. But I think he's a, a, a good player for sure. I think if you're a, a younger team like the Hornets, you can play him as your shooting guard and be happy with him being your two with a mellow ball. You know, I think he's that type of guy who can get you 13, 4, and 4 on a, on a good season and, and really be an impactful player. But like, like I guess when you said earlier, you don't really have time to develop on the Lakers. You it's, it's championship or nothing. So you really, we, we can't see how good he can develop. Kind of like with Kuzma, he plays 20 minutes, doesn't give you anything. He's not playing for two or three games, you know? So it's hard to kind of get a, a, a good gauge on him really. Guys, the only player to start in the all-star game without having started a single game that season up to the all-star break is Kobe Bryant. Guys, I'm, I, I'll let Chris go first. We'll probably go like two trips around with our favorite Kobe Bryant memories. Guys, if you didn't know, for every like or download this episode gets, me and Danny will be donating $2 to the Mamba and Mamba Seeds, a sports foundation, a foundation that helps underserved kids, helps them get into camps and afford the things that they need to go pursue their dreams obviously a foundation in memory of Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, and the others fallen on that helicopter crash. Um, so, guys, to help us help others, uh, it's for a great cause. Uh, Chris, you can start first. Give us give us your one of your two favorite Kobe Bryant memories. Uh, it's about my favorite memory I'll start with, and it's, it's probably uh, going to be a little, a little funny, but my favorite Kobe Bryant memory is when Matt Barnes was faking the ball at him and he didn't move at all. Like he kind of just looking him straight in the face. And I think it was just incredible because after that moment, he torched the magic even more. Like he really started going off. And everybody who talks about it, even after Kobe's passing, they talk about even Matt Barnes on, on his uh, pod with Steven Jackson. All the smoke. Yeah. All, all the smoke. Yeah. They talked about it. He was just like, bro, he, he fried us after that. And he just really didn't move. And if you watch it, he's like, He's like going side to side, really looking Matt Barnes dead in the face, like with no care in the world he's going to hit him in the face with the ball. Maybe he knew it because it's the NBA and nobody really fights for real. Or maybe he just wasn't scared. But I, either way, it's just an amazing clip to me because it's like it just shows how locked in he was into not only to winning a game, but into his opponent, into the mental game, into every piece of that play in that game. You could just see how locked in Kobe was. And I think that's probably one of my favorite moments just because it's like nothing can deter this dude, like nothing. And I mean, even if you're the toughest guy, somebody flinch a ball in your face, you probably jump a little bit. I mean, maybe back no, your some, eyes or something. No blink. He didn't do anything. He literally stood there like nothing was happening. I think that just, it's just an embodiment of, of who he was. What the, mm-hmm. I mean, like the mama mentality, everybody says it now, but it's really just being locked in on what you have, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Even though it wasn't a playoff game or whatever, whatever game it was, it was just a huge moment for me just to be like, no matter what's going on, you got to lock into what you're doing. Like, I took it bigger than just a basketball game. You have to lock into what you're doing and, and be focused, laser focused, and that's what he was. Absolutely. Yeah, I Danny, definitely agree with that. Uh, I'm going to go with Danny, right just my... one second. Danny, one second before you go. A funny thing about that, because of that moment, Kobe Bryant reached out to Matt Barnes and said, do you want to be a Laker the next yep. season? Yep. Some crazy. I was just All right, Danny, hit, hit off on yours. <laughs> yeah, mine really – Hits on the mama mentality as well. Mine is towards Achilles, came back out, drained them two free throws. Just something different about that, man. It's it on a torn Achilles. You saw what Kevin Durant was like in the finals. 
He walked back out there and made two free throws. People can't walk on torn Achilles, and he was out here sinking, sinking clutch free clutch throws. throws. And then, they were all, it, it was only a clutch game because Kobe Bryant was in the game. That team was sorry, to say the least. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Kobe drug him to the playoffs, and then he couldn't even participate in them. That was tough. Yep. I like that one, Danny. I, I like that one. I like the Matt Barnes one. Both are true embodiments of what he brought to basketball and what he really was. One of this, it's funny to say this is my favorite. I was eight years old. I wasn't too into basketball. All I knew was winning and losing. All I know is, all right, the Celtics are on TV. We're going to watch. At eight years old, it was 2010 season, but it was 2011. Um, Kobe Bryant, we're up 3-2. Celtics up 3-2 against the Lakers. Lakers trying to go back-to-back. Celtics trying to get two out of three. And Kobe Bryant shattered my heart for the first time. I I was hurt. Like before the entire decade of LeBron ruining my Celtics life, uh, Kobe Bryant did it first. He came back from 3-2, won his fifth. And looking back on it, that fifth probably meant everything to him. He got one more than Shaq. He went back-to-back as the best player on a championship team, two-time finals MVP, which – just because he didn't get all five of them does not mean two is not super impressive, you know. And um, and the the thing about Kobe is is I, if Jason Tatum could actually end up being like half of what Kobe is, we're probably gonna win a couple championships. Um, that's my favorite thing. That was probably my favorite moment about Kobe: the fact that he. He will take your like how Brian Dawkins will say for the Eagles. Kobe will take your soul. He will, he will like his buckets are demoralizing. They're long fadeaways. They're dunking on four people. They're late shot clock three pointers. Like his buckets are so devastating and artistic because he's the best footwork. He, he's like Hakeem's footwork except he's pulling it out to yeah. the three point line. Yeah, that's a favorite one. Uh, we're running a little long on this, so we're gonna go quick quick rapid round on our last favorite Kobe memories. And we're going to get Chris out of here. Chris, you can go ahead with your second one. Oh yeah. Uh, My last one would be uh, Kobe's last game. Actually. Um, I think it's my, one of my second, one of my favorite moments just because uh, Shaq asked for 50 for Kobe and he ended up getting 60. Get out of fucking 60. And it talks about, it talks in kind of what you talked about. It just was a lot of tough shots. I think Kobe's the greatest tough shot maker I've ever seen in my life. I and agree. that that game at that age and that many years in the league, he made so many tough shots. So many, like you say, a long fades. So many left hand floaters. Everything. The culmination of Kobe's career. He did a little bit of everything in that last game. And like you said, you somebody asks you for fifty, and you give them ten more points on your ending game, and then you kind of end the Jazz like that. It was beautiful to watch, man. So I think that's probably that's probably my second favorite memory right there. Yeah, I really think that's my favorite memory as well, just because it's on my birthday, April 13th. Uh, oh, that's awesome. So I, I forever remember that because it's on my birthday. Uh, so what I will say instead of that is going to be Kobe leading his lower Marion to their first state championship against, I believe they were playing Chester, which is a local school right near us. School rival, ain't just any. Yeah. Good to see them get the piss beat out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, Kobe. Kobe is like a true like Kobe's an icon, obviously. But in the Del- Delaware County and Philadelphia area, 
he's even bigger. You'll see everywhere you go, every beach you go to, every concert, someone's got that lower Mary and Kobe, Kobe Bryant jersey on. So, Danny, I, I like that one too. I love the 60-point game. I, I chose to watch Kobe's last game over the Warriors getting their 73rd win, as every human should have. <clears throat> yeah. My... My other favorite Kobe Bryant memory would have to be, I, I think it's actually ironic because everyone knows him for the tough shots and taking lots of shots, and that's what he had to do. You're going to miss him, you're going to make him. My favorite is his lob to Shaq because when he was with Shaq, he was him and Shaq were such underrated playmakers, I feel like. They created for each other so well. And that was a huge moment. Kobe threw the lob. Shaq pointed up to Sharif in the stands. That, yep. that was huge. And, and Kobe Bryant is such an underrated playmaker. It, like, I, per, I believe for his career, he averages 25, 5, and 5. That is – five assists a game is phenomenal. That's a two-guard. Um, he's very smart. Exactly. And a two-guard. I thought I saw this Twitter thread because TikTok will tell you Kobe's not top 10 all time. Twitter will tell you he's top five. I'm going to go with Twitter. Twitter has these threads of Kobe, and there was this – <clears throat> nice little four or five game stretch where he had to play point guard. Yep. He only averaged 15 points. He averaged like 12 assists and he averaged yep. like nine rebounds. Like yep. he could have, he could have walked to a triple double in his sleep if he really wanted to, because he's one of, in my opinion, he's, he's one of the four greatest basketball players of all time. My one, two and three being MJ, Braun and Kareem. But if someone told me Kobe is top three, Kobe's a goat. I won't disagree because they probably watched him a lot more than I have in my career as a Celtics fan. Um, but again, rest in peace to the Black Mamba and all those affected in the helicopter crash a couple of years ago. I remember where I was when that happened. It's truly Everyone a tragedy, does. but we, we, oh. do, we do miss him. Uh, we do miss him a lot. I just saw a TikTok the other day. It said, every <clears throat> man remembers where they were when Kobe Bryant died. And it's true. That's it's absolutely true. Where they were. Yep. I was I'll with... Sitting down He's watching, playing. I was playing 2K. Sitting down watching, uh, I was, I was playing 2K, but I was literally turning on an episode of detail, like to listen to him talk about. I think was it Jason Tatum? It might have been Jason Tatum. I think about watching Jason Tatum, and I was I watched that episode like every other week. And mm-hmm. I, and I and when I got the news on my Twitter, I just I thought it was a, uh, like a joke, you know, like I thought it was a joke. So I was a TMZ the game. thing, you know. I, was... I, I thought it was a joke, and I was like, wow, that's, I remember exactly where I was at. Yep. Crazy thing, I think LeBron, I think Kobe flew to Philly. To see LeBron hit one mm-hmm. of his milestones the day, like two days before, to pass Kobe in points. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Points. Wow. Yeah. Man. So he, he flew wild. to Philly. So he was, I guess, he was around Philly getting the cheese steaks and all that. And he flew back, and it was terrible news. No. Yeah. Well, rest in peace to the mama, Gigi, and all those on that tragic day that passed away. Chris, thank you for coming on so much. We really do appreciate. It. We love talking Kobe. I hate talking to the Lakers, but I like talking shit about the Lakers. So that was fun. (laughs) Um, Chris, let us know where we can find you at Twitter, the podcast, uh, anything that's going on. Just please plug it. Let us know. Yep, yep. Um, I'm at Coltaboy on Twitter, um, C-O-U-L-T-R underscore B-O-Y. And I'm that on all platforms. If you ever, ever want to talk or want to talk to me, um, YouTube is the Coltaboy Show. I have a couple of things lined up, getting ready to put on there now. So if you want to go subscribe and see what's going on, just go and check it out. And then, like I said, I've been guesting on pods and, and talking to these radio shows. It's really been really, really cool. It's like my first, my first year really getting into it outside of doing YouTube. So it's been really exciting. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Make sure you have a good day, guys. Go follow Chris uh, on basically everywhere. Um, he's got he's got great content. 
And um, yeah, it, it was great having you, man. Thanks, man. See you guys. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Uh, thanks to Chris again. Uh, guys, remember, every like and download is $2 to the Mamba Foundation, Mamba and Mamacita Foundation. While we're on the topic of basketball, let's just go with right into our next topic of worst to first in the Western Conference. We did this with football a little bit, um, and basketball is a little more difficult. Uh, so worst to first would kind of be like lottery team to potential playoff team. Like, uh, There's no team that was in the lottery this year that's probably going to the finals. So, uh, uh, Danny, I'm, I'm going to let you rock out first. In the Western Conference, what teams do you think were in the lottery looking bad and you think they could probably get maybe a top five seed? Top 60, we'll say play in doesn't really count. Here's where it's going to be. I'm going to start with the hot take. The Oklahoma City Thunder. I actually like that one. I actually do. Okay, see. But, but expand. You got your young guards. You got Lou Dort, SGA, Josh Giddy. You got your center who people don't want to realize it. He can give you 25 and, and 9 in every game. And then he can give you five blocks. He's a rim yeah. evaporator. He can give He's you 25 really and they got nine. Poku. And they got Poku. And this team's deep. And they got uh, J- both Jalen Williams. Like, this team has so much depth. And in a West where teams are just star-driven, a team that has young depth might win a lot of games. And you see that with none other than the Memphis Grizzlies. So watch out. Uh, I, I, I agree. I think that's actually a, a really good pick. They remind me of the Cavs of last year a lot, a little bit, but they don't got like that Kevin Love, like that little mm-hmm. veteran presence. I mean, Lou Dor is getting a little, not a little older. I'm not calling him old. He's got some years under his belt, but um, he ain't no Kevin Love. Uh, I do like that pick a lot. I'm going to pick, um, I'm going to pick the Houston Rockets. I'm a huge Jalen Green fan, huge Kevin Porter fan. Uh, I think Jabari Smith was supposed to, I didn't think he was number one. I thought he was going to go number one. I mean, he's a stretch five. I mean, in this in this summer league, he's not getting the touches you'd like him to get. Um, but but that's fine. You all know you know his game. You know what he's capable of. Um, I think I think those I I like the Thunder as a pick too. The Thunder and the Rockets I think are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Jalen Green was really picking up the steam at the end of the year. I think that's going to transition. Uh, SGA, we all know he's a all star caliber caliber player he is phenomenal giddy can yeah. be a future all-star chet could be a future all nba guy um whether they tap into the potential early or not is up to these rockets and thunder and you're gonna have to catch some breaks on the way of course uh as long as we both agree it's not the kings but yeah um, uh, what i'll say next is was understood everyone knows right the lakers they were a lottery team and they could be a top five We don't have to say that. We don't have to say it. Um, That's a cheat so, code. We're not talking about that. <laughs> not talking about the Lakers. Um, I don't know to get around it, though. Yeah, I had to note that we can't say the Lakers because it's not fair. Yeah, but that, my other team, yeah, much noted. The Trailblazers. I like that. I like that. Dame, you got a Shaden Sharp. You got a bunch of young guys. You got. Jeremy Grant. That's a that's a Kevin event. That's a good scoring event. They will probably get a Kevin Durant. <laughs> I don't think they'll, uh, they'll go after KD. But I mean, they, I it's hard to see a world where a duo Dame, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant isn't a top four seed in the West. Um, 
I do I do like that pick. Um, we haven't seen Dame healthy in a while. I'm really interested how to see how he bounces back. Uh, coming back this season. Um, sorry. Uh, my my next pick. You know, Pop could shock the world and take this horrid basketball team to the playoffs. But I just don't. It's all if Pop can't even do it. Like, like, oh, if LeBron can't even take this team. But if Pop can't even get this team to playoffs, they're pretty bad. So I uh, can't really rock out with them. I think I would have to go. <clears throat> I guess you could technically say the Clippers, but um, I, we can't really say that either. The same situation with the Lakers. They just simply weren't healthy. Um, I'm actually struggling to think. Oh, there's no other teams. teams. That, there, there's only yeah, I would teams. say I, I, I think I think Clippers, Spurs, Lakers, Kings, Blazers, Thunder, Rockets. We've we've exhausted all of our options. Yeah, I believe we did. Uh, if we're looking at, oh, yeah, yeah. If you're you're looking at all your options here, um, Rock and Thunder and Rockets were the last two. Like they were the last two in the conference, um, and we picked the Blazers. The Kings aren't making it for shit. The Spurs are probably going to be last, dead last in the conference. The Lakers not a valid option. Uh, yeah. Clippers not a valid so, option. Yeah, so I'd look. You got to look out for Blazers, Thunder's, Rockets to take go from the lottery. The three worst teams in the West potentially making a top six seed. I'm very excited for all of these teams. They made some moves. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't know if you um, watch the summer league much, but Jabari Smith looks really good. He looks like that stretch mm-hmm. four, maybe should even stretch five that they need in Houston. Yeah, it's good. And to pair with uh, Green and Porter, it matches the timeline. That's that's really yeah. important in the league. Uh, one thing I wish I'd never get to see again is Richard Jefferson being an NBA referee. That was horrible. <laughs> He uh um, he doesn't know he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing uh but it, all love for it's, Rich Jeff. It's, yeah I mean he wanted to see the other side of it and uh, credit to him but he made a joke he called it. himself Ref Jeff Ref he's Jitchard Refferson so we're gonna do a take the skyline segment we're gonna start we're gonna probably gonna do a lot of these into the NFC season the NFC North over under on wins. Uh, I'm on important nonsense trying to find them, but doesn't seem like I can. I uh, don't know why. All right. Well, while we load it up, uh, I think uh, we all know the Packers are going to be the favorites. That's not what we're really getting at here. We're looking at total over under wins. Let's the say the Packers are set at eleven. They're set at at eleven. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna here. I'm gonna go with Fox Sports. Yeah, I got it pulled up. Uh, while you mentioned it, yeah, we could we could start with the Packers. They 11 and a half wins. Now, how this works is, if they get 11, that's under. If they get 12, that's over. Obviously, because 11 and a half isn't a real number. So the point of over under is they're forcing you to make a pick. So Danny, 11 and a half wins. Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. What you got over under? We're going over. You got uh, over. You got over. I got the I Packers going. I got the Packers going at minimum eleven and six. Um, I think it's a that's their floor. I think they have a top five defense in the league. 
And just having Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and AJ Dillon, you automatically have a top 15 offense in the league. Therefore, I'm going over. Um, they're not going to lose many games, especially in a weak north. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean, I, I got the schedule pulled up here. I don't. They realistically, I think five and one, five and one in their in their division. Maybe split with the Vikings. They usually split with the Lions just because some weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't see them losing the Lions this year. Uh, no, they lost on, last on, year on, off the craziest stuff. On some weird time, they usually just like bench Aaron Rodgers in Week 18. I don't know. Yeah, that's usually a thing. I mean, that and that very well could be uh, the thing. Uh, yeah, they play the Lions Week 18, so maybe that's yeah. a loss. So maybe they go four and two in the division. Um, they played the Lions I mean, last week last year. But there, so there I don't are some games. There, there are some games you could look at here. Uh, there are some, there are some games that could make you think, maybe hesitate on it. Week three, they got Tampa Bay. Uh, week four is the Patriots. Patriots are still a solid squad as they were last year. Uh, they get the Giants. They get a whole New York stay for a couple weeks as they take on the Giants and the Jets. Uh, that is two wins, regardless of how many moms Zach Wilson sleeps with. Uh, Commanders, that's three easy wins, man. That's three easy wins. Bills are Bills. Packers is going to be a phenomenal game. You're going to be seeing a lot of crazy throws from Allen and Rodgers. After that, they get the Lions win. Then they play the Cowboys. They use Pack. Rodgers well, you got has two Allen, numbers. man. You got Allen Lizard, and you got Josh Allen, Allen Lizard. Yes, Allen Lizard, fantasy wide receiver one. Yes, he is. Uh, but it, I mean, you got kind of touch, a tough stretch of games after that Lions game. Uh, I mean, three of your five, really. You got Bills, and then you got basic Lions. You got Cowboys, Titans, Eagles. That's that's a couple tough games. I mean, the Titans fell off a little bit. I think yeah, they did fraudulent. But I'm actually very excited for that Eagles game, man. Uh, I, this is going to be one of Hertz's biggest battle-tested games against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has success against the Eagles throwing the ball. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun game. Uh, Aaron Jones will be non-existent. Don't start him that week. Jordan Davis is eating all that up. And then they got the Bears. They got the Rams. It's a tough game. Dolphins, another tough game. But I think I'd agree. I think I, I see them. I th- I would take the over on this one. I'd absolutely agree. What which, which team you want to do next? Uh, the closest one we'll is the, the Bears. We'll do the so Vikings we'll, next. You want to do the Vikings? All right. Let me. Yeah. Try, I'm trying to find them somewhere. Here we go. Minnesota, I feel like, has a pretty low one. Eight and a half wins. What do we think? I'm taking the over. Minnesota, over. I, think, I think they're going to go 10 and 7, sneaky for a wild card. Um, I think they'll be competitive. They're bringing Kevin O'Connell, Cooper Cup's offensive coordinator, giving two of the best wide receivers in the league. Arguably, he's my best. He's going to take, take that crown this year. Justin Jefferson has been the best receiver in the league <clears throat> as from his when he came in. He has over 500 yards more than any other person who's been in the league since then. He's That's just ridiculous. him. He that is, is him. ridiculous, man. Well, we're looking at the Vikings schedule, man. You start out two rough games. You got Packers-Eagles. Um, You got the Lions, the Saints, the Bears. I think that's three wins for them. I do believe that's three wins for them. The Saints are a sneaky team this year. Uh, I think that's three straight. Mm-hmm. I think they can. I think they lose to Miami. I think that's going to be super tough. But the battle of Hill and, and Jefferson, 
that is going to be phenomenal. But I think the X factor there doesn't lie with the Vikings. It lies in Jalen Waddle. You hit your bye week. Coming out the bye week, you got two two of your three tough games. Cardinals, week eight. Gehop's gonna be back. He's gonna be super fresh. You got the commanders. Wait, how long is his suspension? Eight or six? Six weeks. It's six weeks. So it ends. He hits the bye week and then week eight. So that's gonna be his first game back. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be his first game back. He got yeah, the com- wait, wait. Uh, any primetime game, you can assume it's a loss as well. Uh, they, for the Vikings. they play a one. They play a one. They're good. Oh, they could be good. a good game. <laughs> Commanders, I think that's a win. Bills, that's going to be super tough, man. But Diggs versus former team in Buffalo, though. It's going to be a great game, though. Um, taking the Bills, obviously. Uh, Cowboys, Patriots, Jets. Try to get you're, – you're winning that Jets game. I'll pick anyone against the Jets. Uh, but split Cowboys and Patriots. And then you got Lions, Colts, Giants. That's a, I think that's a pretty easy three schedule. I don't know how the Colts are really going to be around that point. Uh, if Jonathan Taylor goes down, they're done. But I won't predict that. Um, I think I'd agree. I think I have them over. I think I'm, I'm thinking nine, ten wins. Yeah, Not like exactly. super over, but I do believe eight and a half is kind of low for a team that I think has huge wild card potential. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have one of his first pass heavy, one of his first pass heavy seasons since entering whatever type of prime Kirk Cousins is. But um, yeah, uh, that's the eight and a half is over. Eight and a half. Me and Danny are both picking over for Minnesota right here. Let's let's talk lines. Lines are a tricky one. A lot of people think, oh, all right, well, they lost, they lost some very close ones. Uh, they re-upped a little bit. They got uh, Jameson Williams, huge grab. And um, they're set at six and a half, Danny. What do you think? It pains me. I want to take the over. I think they have made so many more improvements. I'm going to take the over. Uh, I, think the they, over? I think they got out. I think they win like six or seven games. Um well, I think they're right on the edge of competing. If we're looking at the schedule, you well, honestly, it, it's hard to look. You don't know how teams are going to come out next year. You just got to find seven winnable games. And the Bears are two of them. The Jets are one of them. You play the Panthers. I think that's four wins you could snag. Week 18, there's probably a sitting Packers. It's five. Um, The Giants could be a close one. That that could be your six. You're not, not sure. Um, and you could always sneak. Oh, they played the Seahawks. That's six. So they got the six wins. I think it's a matter of gutting one out. They played the NFC East this year. They got to play the Eagles, Commanders, Giants, and uh, they could Cowboys. beat the Commanders. Uh, I think they could beat the Giants too. Uh, I, I would. I think. I think we could say over here. I think. I think we could confidently say over, as long as they clear. They clear their two wins against the Bears. Um, maybe split one in your division. I think they got it. I don't know about wild card, but I think they can get seven wins. They With the addition can. of Aiden Hutchinson, Jameson Williams, arguably the two best players at their spot coming out of this draft. Um, One name I'll mention, Jeff Okuda. Many people are going to call him a draft bust and X, Y, and Z. He has not played much. He's going to make himself known why he was the fourth overall pick a couple years ago. 
You might have been. Third. I think. I think. I think. I think him and Diggs are in the similar situation where they get drafted and they immediately have to go guard the best players on the planet. Like that's mm-hmm. tough. Like that. That is hard. No matter how good of a corner you are, how highly touted you are, that's that is difficult. Um, I agree. I think he's. I think he's going to be phenomenal this year. Um, getting run with James and Williams is going to make you a lot better. I think it's the year he steps up his game. I, I truly do do believe that. Now, the one team we have yet to do is the Bears. Is that correct? Yeah. Got to do the Bears. The Bears are also at six and a half. I'm taking the under. I'm not. Uh, I think I, I'm not even looking at their schedule. I'm going under, and I, it sucks. I like Justin Field a lot. They just not like this is a, a significant move. They traded for former first round pick Nikhil Harry. I can't I see Nikhil them Harry. getting. I love him. I, he's, he's got potential. I, I do think he's a potential. He's a good blocker, but he can't get much separation on his routes, which is huge for a young quarterback who needs to. He's always got hit on the tight window. He doesn't have good protection. It, it'll be tough. Um, I hear can't what I'm see them get. I can't see them mustering up seven wins. I can't do it. I think the Bears should move Nikhil Harry to tight end. He's not, six three. That's six not four. a bad take. A lot of. A lot of guys who can block but can't create separation really do thrive in a tight end role. Um, they usually get free releases. It, it, it really works in their favor. Free releases, you're much more important to the game as a blocker. Um, I'd agree. Same thing we did with J.J. except J.J. was getting cut. But. Yeah, here's the thing. Nikhil Harry would be like J.J. on steroids. Yeah, he'd be a lot better than J.J. Ortega Whiteside. I do yeah. like the move for the Bears. You only had to send a seventh, which maybe that is what he's worth. But twenty twenty four seventh. There's potential there, though. Um, credit, but also credit to the Patriots for even getting anything. A lot of people just they Cut weren't him. big on Harris or Nikhil Harry there. So I like the move for both ways. Actually, considering it was just that for a seventh, I can't see the Bears getting seven wins. I'm sorry. I love Justin no. Fields. He was my quarterback too coming out of the draft. I, I can't see it, man. So, of course, as I hope I'm wrong. We, I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope Justin Fields can prove me wrong. I hope Justin Fields has a phenomenal year and the Bears suck. But as a, with the win totals, the win predictions we made, we can obviously tell Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. <laughs> as how it should be. Exactly. That how, how it's been. <laughs> yeah, how it's been for a while. I mean... It, we need some spice. I can't wait for next week when we do the. Well, I guess maybe, maybe I don't know. I was gonna do the South next week, but that's not really gonna. It's not gonna be surprising. But do that, the West that's for next. Up, that's not. That's for next episode, man. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we actually didn't get to do because we opened the show with Chris talking about the Lakers. We're gonna end it on our summits and plummets. I'm gonna let you go first, Dan. My summit. Has got to go to Kyle Schwarber. Yes. Man, is it still June? Is it June uh, 45th or something like that? Because Kyle Schwarber is still hitting lights out. And it's a shame that Jordan Alvarez got hurt. The Astros um, outfielder, DH type guy. Because Jordan Alvarez, if he didn't exist, Kyle Schwarber would be getting so much talk right now because Jordan Alvarez did what Schwarber did, but, but even better, but then he just got hurt. So it's, you can't really, he, he, he might've been in MVP talks as a DH and barely plays the field, 
which is absurd. Um, but what I will say is Kyle Schwarber, he's still hitting the baseballs. And like Nick Castiano said, I get paid to hit baseballs. But Castellanos isn't hitting the baseball like he should. Yeah, he doesn't hit so, the baseballs. So you get Schwarber, paid Schwarber said, I get paid to actually hit baseballs. And he's doing it. So I was going to have a different uh, – uh, I was going to have a different summit uh, because I thought you said you were going to pick this one, but you did it. But I'm going to go with the Orioles. These dudes have yeah. won nine straight. They've won 44 games. They're 500. They only won 52 games last year. The, now, celebrating meteorocracy is like – and, but it's the Warriors. They suck. They're two um, games out. No, they're, no, they're, they don't two suck games. anymore. They their used bullpen, to suck, but... Their bullpen is top five. Their staff is missing their ace, John Means. Their and winning nine straight in baseball is disgusting. That's nice. Yeah, it's like, it's like winning. Because you play the same team three times in a row in baseball. So you either get lucky with your schedule and you're playing a trash team. Or... I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Uh, or baseball, you're just beating people's ass. <laughs> like, do the Celtics have a time where they play like the Rockets and then go play like the Hornets and then play the Rockets and then play the Hornets again? Like, there's not a time. Uh, we have we have that a lot with the Hornets. Actually, I remember several times where we've played the Hornets two of our three games. Or there's times there's times where we play the Hornets back to back. I don't know why the Hornets, but I don't know. Maybe they yeah, like, maybe. Miles Bridges yeah, comes into the locker room. Any other sport, but uh, bad, especially in baseball, t- when you're seeing a team series. so many times, it's harder to you know beat them back to back to back. It because you're seeing them so much, you you de- you develop a game plan differently. That's how it is in basketball, at least. You in Seer, that's why it's a lot easier to play for Rudy Gobert because you know you're going to get him for at least four games instead of like, all right, how are we going to stop him for this one game? You know. Yeah, I, I do see the vision. Um, yeah, but the credit to the Orioles, man. Like, uh, not a lot of people should be celebrating 500, but for them, it's real different. It's been a long road, and, and winning nine straight to get there. They were sitting yes. at 35 and 44, and and you're you're a bit out, and they're like, no, what? Let's lock in. You win nine straight, you're in the wild card race, man. That is that's huge. That is huge, man. You can go Great. ahead with your with your plummet. Um. My plummet of the week is in the NHL. I'm going to throw a side summit real quick. The Penguins re-signed Evgeny Malkin after he tested free agency last night. Long-time guy, Gino back in Pittsburgh. But the some, the plummet really goes to the Blackhawks. They're about to trade away two players who have been with the organization for 10-plus years. And it just sucks because it's like an end of an era for them. Um it's not more of a. It's more of like an emotional plummet for all the Blackhawks fans and anything, because they need to enter a rebuild because they're just not what they used to be. But still, it's it's hard to do. I can't act like I could. I knew anything you were talking about, but losing a long time guy is as as terrible. Um, two of them. They're, they're, they're two. Yeah, that that's that's hurting. You always lose. That'd be like the Celtics losing. Don't say Brown it. I don't and Tatum. Think about. I don't want to think like about it. Brown and Tatum. Don't, say it. don't getting shipped no. out ten years together. Don't don't say that. Not happening. Now, my plummet of the week are Chet Holmgren haters. I'm sick of it. When has a player ever come into the league 
and they're like so concerned with his defense and, and post is post defense. Palo Palo is not a good ISO defender. Why does no one talk about that? Chat Holmgren could be an elite three level scorer. He's a good playmaker. He could rebound. He could block shots. But the only thing you care about is his post defense. Get real. Sure, he he got bullied on that against uh, Kenny Lofton. Is that his name for the Grizzlies? I don't know. Something like that. He's a he's a but he's a big guy. He's a big guy, and he can shoot. He was he was playing really well. They're like, oh, watch when he goes against Zion and Giannis and Embiid. Didn't I? I wasn't aware you played the same three dudes for every eighty-two games of the year. I didn't know that. Did you? Here's the thing. Yeah, Zion struggled when he played Taco Fall in the, a little bit. That was two years ago. Taco Fall is kicking rocks outside the NBA, and Zion's one of the 15 best players in the world when he's healthy. Yes, that is very true. But, but no, I do agree. I mean, Taco was a hard – because college basketball spacing is difficult, and, like, Zion's thing is about only downhill Zion smash raw. But, like – Jaleel, yeah, it's, it's, uh, moves. Yeah, like like – yeah, like, but and Taco was just taking up so much space on a small court. So, yeah, I can I can see why you think that. But Chet is going to be okay. Plummet to the haters. Screw y'all. If you don't like that. Chet Holmgren, come Kick see rock. me about it. Kick come rock. see come see us about it. If you don't like Chet Holmgren, if you don't like Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Palo Benchero, Jaden Ivey, and Keegan Murray, come see us. Keegan Murray those, should really be the summit those, of the week. He's him. He's well, he guy. was my summit. He was my summit last week, so I can't do that. But I mean, maybe I could, I guess. But that's all from us today, uh, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Chris, for joining us earlier. Remember, guys, every like and download two dollars to the Mamba Mamba Seed of Fort Down Station help us help others in their journeys to achieving their dreams. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any basically any podcast platform. Um, again, thank you for tuning in, and make sure you guys catch us next week. Have a great week. Tune in. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.